Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bell Atroyd radio show. I'm your host, Bill Atroyd. Uh, today is Saturday, April 28th, 2018, and today we're going to consider the full moon tomorrow on April 29th, which is known generally around the world as the, uh, the full moon of the Buddha. Um, and we're going to go and look at that and see what that means in the show today. Um, and, and as before, I will answer your questions during the show um, later on after I make my presentation here. And you may ask questions whether on that subject of the show or some other matter like a personal question about your own chart. And if you do want to do that, please provide me at least with your birth date and birthplace and the time of your birth if you have that. And, and if you would like to get a personal reading with me, uh, that's what I do. That's my job. You can certainly email me uh, at billatride at gmail.com. That's all one word, billatride at gmail.com. Or you could call me at my phone number, my office number, which is 646-401-0155 to arrange for that. Okay? And also, uh, please, if you um, want to suggest any topics for future shows or want to contact me other any other reasons, please feel free in doing so as well. Okay, <clears throat> so let us turn our attention to the full moon for tomorrow. And, and what we say is that today we're going to be considering this full moon in Scorpio, which is known as the Buddha full moon. And the reason for this name comes from the story of the Buddha, who is said to have been born in the month of Taurus at the full moon of Scorpio. Uh, and who, after much striving, achieved uh, enlightenment, or what we call cosmic consciousness, at another full moon in Scorpio. And finally, when his work was done, he laid aside his physical vehicle at yet another full moon in Scorpio. So the essence of the teachings of the Buddha can be wonderfully illustrated for us in this dynamic, integral relationship between the sun in Taurus and the moon in Scorpio. Now, the lunar cycle, the cycle of the sun and moon, from new moon to waxing square to full moon to waning square and back to a new moon, well, this really forms the archetypal pattern of all planetary cycles we experience here on Earth. Through reflection and corresponding application, we are able to obtain a deeper understanding about our own journey offered by this language of the stars. I've often called these planetary cycles a dance of the planets. And it is like the weaving of meaningfulness offered by the spiritual hierarchies of our brothers and sisters, the beautiful planetary hierarchy that is our home among the stars. The 12 signs of the zodiac hold the archetypal myths and meanings to guide our journey. The reflective comparison of these signs that are opposite to one another, like Aries to Taurus, Aries to Libra, or Taurus to Scorpio, or Gemini to Sagittarius, helps to inform and illuminate the meanings of them both. Life or spirit is formed by this journey through the signs, each resonating with its own messages, but these individual meanings can only be truly understood by considering each one in their relationship with its opposite, and then ultimately with every other sign too. Each sign is formed and informed by the other as we do much the same in our relationships with one another here on earth. Think of it this way. Almost all your thoughts sensibilities, your tastes and truths that you hold as your own, they were brought to you, woven into you through the intricate web of life that you have shared with all with whom you travel now and by the countless hosts who came this way before you in our collective journey in spirit. 
We are now in the time of Taurus, and it is the most earthly and materializing moment in the zodiac. This is a time that you relish, celebrate, and enjoy your own physical experiences, which for you is most certainly being in your human body. But the full moon of Scorpio posits the other side of this. Nothing in this world is permanent. All things are born, live, and pass on. The question of Taurus Scorpio is, how do you do this? How do you cope with the joys of being alive and the ever-present threat that it will all end someday? This question truly is the source of all religions, philosophy, and science for humans. We know that we are alive, and we know that we are going to die. But you should know that you are relatively immortal, as you are at your core a unique monad of spirit life consciousness. This innermost of you is what you would call the self, which is the awareness that pervades all of creation. That is, in fact, at the core of one and all. All of creation from atoms through minerals onto plants and animals, humans and beyond. All of creation is alive and conscious. This self, or Atman, is your spiritual self, who is directing, guiding, and inspiring, and lifting your lower vehicles upward as you move from world to world, and through form after form, and into each life after life. In all these forms, you are a composite, formed into bodies of various degrees of substance. You descend, really, from the spiritual realms and extend down from the most sublime into the lower mental, emotional, and finally into your physical form that you enjoy so much now, the human body. As you move into these realms of the material, you are quite here simply to learn to be a better human, to be a complete human, to master yourself and your powers of creation. But you will, time and time again, become too enamored by and attached to some particular experience. You will wish to prolong and maintain something. And because this is so, you will experience pain. For this is the ticket you punched in coming to earth. You walk in mortal forms and upon a mortal world. This is the deal on earth. If you experience joy, you will also have pain. If you find love, you will also experience loss. For this is the price of being an immortal in a mortal world. How can you live with this, knowing and feeling so much pain? Remember, there is one imperative driving all of this, an unceasing force arising from within you, and that one irresistible light is spirit, whose one imperative is to be, to become. Spirit is growth, spirit is life, and therefore change you and every part of creation are spirit, and spirit equals life. That is why the great injunction in all spiritual disciplines is that you are never done, that you must always walk on. This means that in each of your lives, you must continuously strive to let go and grow. This is the fundamental teaching that the Buddha offers, and this is one of the core principles of the ancient teachings which are found in all cultures and exists at the heart, living heart of all religions, philosophies, and sciences. There is nothing permanent ultimately. There is nothing permanent or lasting in these material realms or higher realms because they are all composites held together by the intelligence, love, and will 
that form the heart of every mote and speck of this universe. It is that spiritual core or essence which moves from world to world through life after life. All these vehicles or bodies must be free to evolve into new forms. But, so, but to do that, spiritual centers also likewise grow into ever greater splendor. Both the spiritual heart and the material body will grow and become and re- be reformed again and again into ever more meaningful forms of spiritual self-realization. This is what you need to consider today at the full moon, which is tomorrow, in the time of Taurus, the Scorpio full moon. And though I am fond of saying again and again in my readings with clients, you are an immortal in a mortal frame, the truth is that nothing is ultimately immortal, for that would mean that even the most sublime part of you was finished, not capable of growth and change. And that is just not so. For this cosmic cycle, your innermost, most sublime self is relatively immortal, and from life to life is the fountain source of inspiration and guidance as you seek to free yourself from your sleep, from your unconscious, and become an awakened one. Quite simply, you are on the path of becoming fully human. You are part of a hierarchy of spiritual, spirit life consciousness, and though you are in the human kingdom now, One day you will face the same choice that all the great ones have faced. Once you are truly free, what is known as a jivan mukta, or freed monad, you will have the great choice of continuing beyond this human kingdom into more sublime spiritual realms. Or you may choose to turn and extend your love and care for those who struggle behind you. We are told that most of us who have crossed this threshold of liberation have made their loving choice to remain and help those who come after. They are known as the watchers, the saviors and saints who hold open the door of liberation for you. They send you loving thoughts and inspirations to lift yourself and one another towards that sublime state of beauty, grace, and unconditional love that is your destiny. What does this great teaching of the Buddha mean for you? It is said that the Buddha's last words were this, were these. Brothers, all things that are, are composite, are compounds built of other elements. Find your way to truth. It is said that many in the West have misinterpreted, that many in the West have interpreted, misinterpreted this to mean that you should seek out your own salvation. Nothing could be further from the truth. What the Buddha was saying is that the way to spiritual peace and happiness is to be present, to be totally here in the cosmic dance of life. You will do this for yourself and you will do this for one another too, for you and for them. And everything in this universe is that. It is neither self or non-self, deathless, because it is eternity. It is that. You are that. I am that. It has no name. It is neither spirit or non-spirit. It is both. Beyond naming, beyond knowing, it is and is not. It is the ineffable, that. The great illusion is that you are separate. The great truth is that we are one with one another 
inseparable from one another in this ocean of spirit and love. You should celebrate being here fully and with great appreciation for the wonder of this beautiful world we call Earth. You should watch the beauty of the dawn unfolding before your eyes, but know that it will end and you must let it go. So later that day, choose to turn and watch the sun set and know that it is good too. Life, spirit, and beauty are forged and reborn in motion, in living. Know that you may meet a wonderful person by chance one afternoon, but then they may fly back home and that was it, just a few hours of bliss. Or you are with your true love for many, many years, but finally, it is time to let them go as the end for now is here. But you should also know that you are not saying goodbye, but truly just fare thee well. For you and I will be together again someday soon. That is certainly true. What has brought you to one another will hold you to one another in life after life for as long as the stars shine in the heavens above. Yes, the loss is real. It is quite right to mourn and cry and grieve the loss for now. But this is just for now. Like all things, this is not permanent either. For love binds us all to one another, and we are all held, protected, and cherished by the love of the one and our love for one another. Beauty, love, value are only present in life which is spirit, in spirit which is life. All of creation is moving through countless forms and permutations, being something, letting go, and becoming something so much more. You should do your utmost to preserve, protect, and extend the worth and beauty and love in this world. But when it is time for matters to move on, we must accept this and let it go and grow. You are to move through these temporal realms with ever greater intelligence, love, and will. You must hold and you must let go. You breathe in, you breathe out. You learn to love and cherish the forms in which you abide, to love and protect yourselves and your beautiful world too. But you are here to grow, so you must also release these wondrous forms and move into ever more sublime realms forever and ever. This is the message of the full moon in the time of Taurus. It is about the dance of life, the path of liberation that we are all walking and our eventual destiny, which is to join with those who have reached beyond the cycles of death and rebirth and are now free. The Lord Buddha, like all teachers, came not to start a religion. He came to remind you who and what you are. He came to show you the way to become fully human. Well, I just wanted to put those thoughts out there about uh, the full moon of tomorrow and the teachings are part one of the core teachings of the Buddha. Uh, and again, these teachings, as I said in, in my little talk there, are found in all religions and all cultures and all great philosophies. These are not pertaining to Buddhism per se, but Buddhism is one of the more recent religions, of course, uh, though one would think not that recent, but still recent in terms of true human history. And, and so it has a, a core kernel resonance in terms of some of these most mysterious and wonderful and profound teachings that have guided our footsteps down here 
from the beginning of time. Um, so I see that there are quite a few, again, of you holding on here, patiently waiting to talk to me, uh, and I'm going to take your calls. And again, I would um, ask that you uh, give me your first name at least, and then uh, your birth information, if you're going to be asking about your own chart, uh, your date of birth and place of birth, and if you have it, time of birth. And But certainly if you want to talk about uh, what I was just talking about here, we certainly could do that too if that was something that you'd be interested in doing. But um, I'm more than happy to talk about personal matters, as you know. Uh, and so let's see who's been holding on here, and I'm going to pick up the first caller. So here we go. Hello, caller. You're on the line. Who's this? Hi, Bill. Hi, Bill. This is Donna. How are you? Hi, Donna. Hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> my I'll give you my information. My birth date's April twenty second, nineteen fifty four. I was born at two fifty. April twenty second, fifty four. You said. Yes. Okay, I think I've got you right from uh, oh, two fifty p.m. And, okay, yeah, because I'm 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 people who yeah. call before. If you just give me your name and say I've done this before, then I can just look you right okay. up. I've got you saved. Great. That that's that saves us some time here. Good. Okay. So, how are you doing today, Donna? I'm okay, thanks. Kind of a late start today. It, it's a beautiful day. I was out there earlier doing some errands, and I had a session this morning, and now the show, and then I'll get out there again. And my voice is a little. Um, I had a lot of work this week, and I've sort of talked myself out, so it's a little squeaky. It's it's bouncing around a bit. So I apologize to my listeners that I may sound a little off today, but it, I'm still here. Um, so so what's your question today, Donna? What are you looking for? Well, you know. Finances aren't good, and I hope that mm-hmm. changes with a part-time job or a windfall. I do enter sweepstakes. I have been lucky in the past, and oh, um, okay. no partner either. There's no romance at all. Nothing. Okay. Um, well, I we I know we probably talked about in your whatever you talked before on the phone that. Indeed, with anybody who has Saturn in their second house, as you do, that is one of the challenges in this lifetime is the question of value and resources and, and maintaining a proper relationship to that. And, of course, as you know, you are Taurus. So happy birthday <laughs> a few days ago. Thank you. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and again, and, and being born with that Sun-Saturn opposition in your chart, which you have, that would certainly indicate that. I am in this lifetime very aware of trying to find the balance here between my need for growth and to realize more of my potential, but my need for security and doing things that are pragmatic and practical and striking the proper balance there. Now, probably since we last talked, uh, there's been quite a significant change here now in your chart in that for the last couple of years, your what's called your progressed moon was moving through the sign of Aries, the first sign. And when it's doing that, uh, we're trying to figure out how better to present ourselves to the world and to life. It's about image and attitude uh, and things that need to evolve there. But beginning in the very second week of April of this month, April, April this year, April 2018, your moon progressed into Taurus, into your own sign, which means this is a time where that material side of life has been brought up into fuller focus and there is a greater chance now to enter a period where there will be more security uh, in your life if you are aligning yourself with this energy properly now 
it's probably going to feel even more that that's happening in about a month or so, um, maybe a little more than a month, when that moon actually passes over your sun in the second degree of Taurus. So that'll happen about June. The beginning of June could be a, a, a time when I would think you would feel that things have come together here and I feel more in possession of myself. I feel I'm moving more towards my goals. Life is becoming much more rewarding and stabilized for you. That's definitely something that should be experienced uh, in this upcoming period. Okay? Okay. Yes. Um, yes. And there, is, there, are, there are some surprises coming this year. We probably talked about this too, where this is the year that the planet Uranus is moving into Taurus, um, and it gets around the heavens in about 84 years, so it's a once-in-a-lifetime chance, of course. Um, and when Uranus makes this passage, it often shakes things up, stirs things up in our life, opens energies up, and, and if that often opportunity will come into our life if we're open to it, especially through friends and our social connections. And because, indeed, not only does Uranus rule friendship, but you were born with that planet in your 11th house of friends, I would certainly say it could manifest this way for you, that I would be looking for opportunities throughout the year in your life coming to you through friendship. Okay? Yes. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah, no, it looks, it looks wonderful. I mean, I think, I think it could be um, often Uranus operates in strange ways, and so we didn't see it coming. We didn't th- think something could come that way to us in our life, an opportunity, a door opening, and yet here it is. Um, so we've got to, yeah. keep our eyes and, uh, got to keep our eyes and ears open. And, and if a friend says, oh, let's go out and do something or let's go to a party, um, and you might think, oh, gee, I don't have time for that. But this is the kind of year you say, well, let me do this because who knows what's going to be, <laughs> who knows what I might meet by going out. So it's, um, life can only bring us things if we're available to receive it. So um, your friends could be a real avenue this year for opportunity coming into your life. Okay. Yes, thank you. Okay, good. Thank you very much. All right, much. Well, appreciate you're very welcome, Donna. Okay. <laughs> you're welcome. You too, bye-bye. Hi, Bill, this is Deanna. Hey there. Hi, Deanna, how are you? Well, you know, first, I love Donna's reading, and I'm very, very happy for her, first of all. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, really, good for you. Really, yeah, um, Bill, uh, two things. One of them is I'm about to be forcefully moved out. Two, oh, no. on my birthday coming up in November, uh, from the 8th to the 11th, there is something going on in New Mexico I want to attend. So ah. my question is, first, will I survive this or will the move be imminent or in a couple months? And then next, am I going to be around to be in New Mexico on November the 8th through the 11th. November 8th through 11th in New Mexico. Um, yeah. Um, Two great well, again, speakers. Okay. Um, um, it's one of my favorite places to go, certainly. I'm heading there shortly, so I understand the appeal. Um, again, but the... I love the, it. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the... the um, the insecurity about home, though, that's troubling. And again, we know this has been an ongoing uh, question because yeah. of that progressed, that progressed moon in your fourth house for the last year and a half has highlighted this. And you've got another 10 months of this 
find trying to find your center and re-secure your life, um, and it is very much touch and go, um, it, it probably is going to be a much better arena of experience in 2019. I know that's too far away, but that's when, you're, when Jupiter gets to your fourth house by transit, and you should certainly see growth and expansion and more security taking place in that home realm. Um, if you're not going to have a home, where are you going to be? Who are you going to be with in the next few months then? I do not know. You do not know. Um, do you have friends or family you can call upon to provide temporary bridging here for the time I being? I wish I did. I wish I had. Okay. I wish to have. Um, I wish to have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, gee. Um, I, 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 I wish. I'm concerned. Yeah, well, everything is going. Yeah. Not, 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 not good. Um, uh, all I can say is that with Jupiter for this period of time, and this includes into that fall period you're talking about, because Jupiter reaches Sagittarius on November the 8th, its own sign. And that's going to mm-hmm. be in your, it's, that's in your third house of communications and networking and travel. I would say certainly it's, it's an opportune time for you to experience the, a, a, a trip and to grow and expand your understanding and your knowledge and, and partake in all that, that all fits. But um, obviously the consideration is sort of trumped by the fact that I need, I need shelter. I need a home. I need a place to call my own. Um, and I would and Trump certainly is not my friend either. <laughs> well, well, I mean, regardless, you, you, our, our circle should be, you know, family, then friendships and then, then acquaintances and all that. Um, we are, we, we depend upon one another. So you need to sort of, um, think long and hard who you could reach out for or, and, or what you could do, um, in the, in the temporary scheme of things in terms of getting a little more income to pay for the current housing, whatever that, whatever that would take. If that's not possible, um, then it sounds like you're going on the road to me. Um, and you need to find a better place to be, um, where you can, um, uh, get your needs met. Now, where where are you living currently? In uh, Florida, in uh, north of Miami, in Aventura. Okay. Um, and you've lived there for quite some time? Almost three years. When I okay. lost my home on in Miami Beach due to trickster, you know, and illegal mm. stuff and not submitting to extortion and, you know, those kinds of um, awful things. Yeah. Oh gee, um, well, uh, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I was going to see if maybe there's something about the, the the Florida area that that's what's troubling or difficult here for you. Um, though it, it it is a place actually in in terms of your chart, there's what this whole part of astrology called astrocartography, where you can see what benefit does a person gain or lose from being in a certain place. And that, the Florida is where your son is right in the fourth house. It is a, one would argue, a more fortunate place than other places might be. Um, but maybe there's something happening there more topically, meaning things that are progressing or transiting through that part of the state could be causing trouble. But I, again, I don't see that either. I mean, it looks fine. So um, I don't. I, I would like to maybe broaden this out and see, but if, if you're comfortable living in that part of the country and don't wish to leave it, I don't see any reason why you would. 
given what your chart shows here um, in general. I, I mean, have you've, you've had a go, good... Yeah. I had planned to go in 2007, 2008 to live in New Mexico, and everything got trumped up, you know, the symbolic yeah. meaning of the word, actually. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's it's been 10 years of daily challenge or weekly challenge, but challenges, you know, left and right. Listen yeah. well, and again, rating are going yeah. to be... Now, now what what what, what um what what, uh, what place within because uh, it's a rather large state what what part of New Mexico are you thinking of going to or would you want to go to? <clears throat> well, I was thinking of working for the court system in Albuquerque, but everything got you know swept okay. away. Well, okay, well, because because you one thing about that part of the country, um, your your Mercury line runs right through New Mexico. Um, and it would be true for Albuquerque, but even stronger in Santa Fe, which, of course, is the capital. So you might want to think about looking in. Oh, and I also goes Santa right Fe, to, but there's no, yeah, there's no district yeah. court there. But that, that's, okay, that well was then, my aim, Santa Fe. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Which means holy say, face, by the way. Yeah, yeah no, no. The yeah, word no, 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 Santa so, so, Fe is holy face. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I, I, Santa Fe is almost like a second home to me. I go there quite often, so it's a beautiful yeah. place. Uh, and, and an amazing mashup of cultures. But what's also true about being out west there, um, it puts your Dharma Karma line at the very top of your chart. And that's a place that one can go and meet, in a very fortunate way, people who have the effect of putting you even more on your path. So I would encourage you to go there and see what might arise by just being there in such a place where you might come into some greater measure of good fortune. Of course, you've got to manage that and find a way of doing that that makes sense, but it's not a bad place for you, especially using your thoughtfulness, your mind, your communication skills, because that Mercury line goes right through there. Um, and that's a good indication for uh, work or activity that involve being involved in, in communications and networking and things of that nature. So, What you said before, I, the core the kernel. Mm-hmm. The, the what? The core kernel. Uh, what? Now you know, like I'm not a, sure. Like in, like in corn, the kernel oh, of corn. the corn. The oh, core the kernel, kernel that you said earlier. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry for the pronunciation. But yes, yeah, okay. Braden and uh, Lipton are going to do a three-day seminar there right on my birthday oh. and through the 11th. So oh, wonderful. just what you said fits. Oh, yeah. And again, November 8th is the day, literally, that the planet Jupiter makes that move into Sagittarius. So it's going to be a, a significant day and several days of Jupiter in its own sign. It's about truth and belief and philosophy and religion, science and law, all the higher forms of thoughts and teachings and a great time to be expanding and, 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 and growing into greater realms of understanding in whatever field one wants to pursue. So, if you can swing it, it'd be a great time to be there. Thank you so much, Bill. I want to stay on the line and listen to the others. Okay, I, fine. I think you are. I think you rock. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye for now. <laughs> Bye. Hello, you're on with Bill. Who's calling? Hello, are you there? <laughs> Did I lose you? Or did you put me on hold? I'll, I'll just put you on hold for now. Um, and let me just go to this other person. And, 
Okay, hello. You're on with Bill. Who's this? Hi, Bill. Hi. Hi, who's this? This is Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Have you called before? I don't Um, think so. No, I haven't. Um, You did a reading for me about probably 15 years ago, and I I saw your uh, Facebook presence and was pleased to see it, and so I'm calling. Um, My birthday's 423.53. Okay. And do you remember what time you uh, what time 10.09 you born? a.m. 10.09 a.m. a.m. in San Francisco. Okay. And, of course, I'll, I'll look later to see who you are since you've, you were a client of mine, and I'll, I'll find what Michelle you are, but we'll just go with that for now. That's great. Um, and so I got you up here. So just to confirm, April 23rd, 1953, um, 10.09 a.m. in San, San Francisco, and that, of course, makes you a Taurus also, <laughs> a Taurus, with your moon in Virgo, and you have Cancer as your rising sign. Does that all sound familiar? Yes. Okay. So, so, I, so what can I... I had a, I had a, a question, in, uh, and I'm, I will try and tie it to the Scorpio uh, full moon or uh, other events. Well, you're, 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 well you don't have to, but that's, that'd be great. <laughs> um, well, given the transformative nature of uh, of Scorpio, I was looking for the second half of this year to change my public persona and and uh, occupation from one from the legal arena to one into publishing and um, maybe a, a website coaching kind of presence and. I didn't. I wanted to allow enough time for this to occur, and maybe look for the most fortuitous windows to advance any website or marketing efforts. Okay. Well, um, it's interesting, though. Uh, of course, the full moon's taking place today or tomorrow, really. Um, but actually, in your own chart, in your what's called a progress chart, which is one way of measuring time in astrology, you're at a progress full moon right now. Um, or have been for the last several months, where I would say it probably came to a head in the last six, seven months or so, but it's still in effect. And it's actually that full moon took place in your sixth house, which is the house of your work and working conditions, and even more broadly, your life and lifestyle. And really, one could argue for the last couple of years, you've been addressing this question of in your life of, I want, I need to live a life that makes sense, a life that's balanced and proportional between my work and play and activity and rest and the diet I get and the exercise I get and the, how I work and who I work with. All these things should come together to create what we call life <laughs> complete and that they all balance each other. And so it's, it's the ongoing thing you've been addressing here, not just inwardly with your progress moon, but the outward transiting planet that determines time more than anything else, the planet Saturn, it's moving through this house too. So no matter how I look at your chart, Michelle, you were going through a period of retooling, retraining yourself in terms of lifestyle and within that work style. And probably within, one would argue, maybe in five or six months or so, when that progressed moon leaves that sixth house, you will then be moving into a space where, okay, now I'm moving into new social circumstances, presenting a new image to the world in terms of what I am in the world. 
So both your social space changes because you're moving into a new social space, but also it's because you're bringing into whatever space you're already in a new you. Um, so in terms of like you were talking about a reconfiguration of who I am in the world, this would have been a most excellent time and remains an excellent time for retooling, retraining, getting yourself ready, um, instead of getting your skill sets and toolkit all tuned up and then go more public, be out there um, and continue to be out there growing out there starting here um, in the fall of 2018. I'm going to actually run the numbers here um, to give you a more precise timing on that, but I was just eyeballing it here. Um, uh, and let's see um, what else is going on with that. Um, you ever let the computer does the work for me? That's so nice. <laughs> so um, let's see. Let's there. I'm just going down, just eyeballing this really quickly. Um, yeah, so, so that progressed moon will leave that space and move into the space of my relationship to the world and all my relationships starting by the middle of August. So actually four months away. Um, and so you should find that you're in a period of preparation right now, retooling, retraining, refocusing, and then you can begin to step into a new relationship in general to the world, but also new partnerships, new kinds of social networking um, and interfacing with the world. And that will be the theme for the next many years actually it's not something that's going to be just happening and you're done with it it'll be a continuing theme for several years of your life um so it looks like timing wise you're in a pretty good place for this um from my reckoning certainly um and again what's the nature of the it's, service you're going to provide again oh well last year i wrote a book and i've been refining it uh, over the last few months about um mindfulness and meditative space and uh, new ways of thinking. And I wanted to launch that uh, and have that be a vehicle towards uh, a more public uh, persona who is on a lecture circuit of some sort surrounding this modality. Okay. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense. Again, you I, probably in our first sessions, I would have said to you that with your son in the 10th house, which is where it is, um, that indicates a more public life of being able to carry off more easily than others, being in the spotlight, being in a public realm or domain more than the next person might. But certainly at the top of your chart, at the very tippy top of your chart, there's the planet Mercury, the planet that rules mind, thought forms, communications, networking. Um, and it actually rules your third house of communication. So getting involved in the communication arts and transmitting things you've come to know or understand, being engaged in that process, a web presence or uh, seminars or podcasts or things like that. And certainly having a book to, that goes along with that, that you're, you're playing off of or building f out from makes a lot of sense here. Um, and let's How see. does San Francisco um, work with that? Um, I haven't lived there in a number of years, uh, but I'm returning there in the next two months. Okay. Um, well, let me just see. Uh, given that's your place of origin, then when we look at the chart on a, on a map of looking at how it, it, it looks, 
right away we see all these lines there because it's because <laughs> it's, it's it's the origin spot. But certainly, given that whole of the West Coast, but especially there for you in, in the Bay Area, Mercury is the most prominent planet, and so that means this is a a place for you where um, I will be known more than anything for my writing and speaking uh, and networking abilities. In fact, the, when I began first talking about astrology and gave it, giving some lectures, it was at the Fairmont Hotel years ago. I'd never done public speaking in this field. Um, I'd done some other, but really never done much public speaking at all. And I gave lectures there. And it was because Mercury, in my chart, in, in that part of the world, is at the top of the chart. So I'm sort of familiar with this energy that it's probably a good place for you to be out there as a speaker and or writer uh, in a public way because it fits with this kind of energy. Where, where are you now? Where are, where, where are you living now? I've been temporarily in Washington, D.C. Oh, okay. So since, last, since February a year ago, I've been in D.C. working with a sibling. Okay. Um, and how has that been? <laughs> uh, well, it, I'll tell you, life presents its mentorism, so it's been a great learning experience. <laughs> it's been a okay. maturation experience for me, I'll put it that way. Yeah, I mean, there, there I, are easier... I did easier... what I came to do. I, and yeah. you know what I mean? It, it, it was sort of a object-oriented, purposeful Yeah. Well, again, there, 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 it's, 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 it's kind of strange how... You know, I mean, you can be and be becoming what you're meant to be anywhere, truly. But there are certain places where it just is easier or more fruitful or what have you. And certainly, um, given this is where you come from and your son and Venus and Mercury are all in that 10th house of career in that West Coast position, it is quite favorable for you. So I would certainly okay. consider that. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I know. I just, just want to make sure there's something else I'm miss, missing here. Um, so you hope to launch this when, did you say, hopefully? Um, realistically, it would be closer to winter, to okay. December-ish. Okay. That'll, that'll be fine because, you know, by um, what you'll find happening for your chart, like one of the previous callers, you, that planet Uranus is going into Taurus, so all you Tauruses get ready. Um, and you're an early Taurus, so you'll feel this, but really more like in 2019, you'll have the planet Uranus on your sun, which will awaken many energies, stir things up for you. It'll be um, very exciting and stimulating, uh, not, not always easy to, to use, but it, it definitely is, it goes along with new technologies, new techniques, new forms of organizing thoughts and transmitting them. All that will be very favored with this. So you might find yourself in a in a, a much more a more free zone of energy uh, that's about cutting edge and new age and new ideas and techniques and ways of transmitting them uh, in 2019, even more than in 2018. Here, okay? Yeah, it would it would center on the on a lot of internet and and thought, and so I I hope uh, your honest would be helpful there. Oh, it will certainly be. I mean, you, you really, though, you're, though you have Cancer rising and Uranus is, is your rising planet there. It's just inside that, um, in the 12th house there. Um, it, does move, it does rule all these kinds of techniques of uh, higher 
higher connecting and interconnecting in terms of techniques and technologies, but also on the spiritual plane deals with all the new age stuff that we are, of course, which is really old stuff, <laughs> but, but it is all that, yeah. that new agey stuff. It has a rulership over. And so as it comes over your son, you should feel that energy really becoming connected to you in a much deeper fashion. Okay, Bill. Thank you so very much. You're very welcome, Michelle. Well, we'll stay in touch. Good. Okay. Nice to talk to you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hello, caller. It's Bill Atchride. Who's this? Hello. I I hear you. I think. Hello. Can you hear me? I, 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 I see you holding on here, but I don't hear you responding. Um, are you there? Okay. Well, I'm going to go back to the caller I put on hold. Maybe they're back. So let me mute you. Oh, hello? No. Hello? Uh, hello? Well, I'm just getting noises here, but I think there's somebody there. Well, I'm going to mute you for now and come, go back to somebody else. Okay. Hello, this is Bill. Who's this? Hello? Oh, gee, this is we're having trouble here with connecting to people. Um, um, caller, are you there? Or did you put me down and you don't know I'm talking to you now or something like that? I don't know. Um, not Not finding... Not finding people here. Let me pick up on somebody else. I'll put you on mute once again. And I'll pick up that other person. Hello, this is Bill. Are you there? Well, that's... Hello? <laughs> I keep on saying hello. Um, I don't know what else to do here. I do hear somebody there. Can you hear me? Well, gee, that's unfortunate. Okay. Well, again, um, I, I'll, I'll try once again going to somebody else and come back to you as well. I am just striking out here. Hello. Are you there? Hello. Hello. Yes. Hello. Yes. Hello? Hi. <laughs> yes, Hi. I'm. Hi. Sorry about that. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I'm trying. I, I heard you both times, but unfortunate, you didn't hear me. I did not. That's okay. Um, yeah. who, who who are you? <laughs> my name is <laughs> my name is Maddie. I'm here in Georgia, and okay, I think Maddie. I spoke with you before, Bill. Yes, uh, yes, I, I I do have you here. You're born January seventh, nineteen forty-five. Uh yes, yes. Okay, okay, I, good. Um, yeah. I wanted. Um. Do you see anything in my chart? Um, you know. Uh, about uh, relationship. About relationship. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, well, let's just let's so me, let me I, I see, Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking at what um, where the planets are right now. But what I'm going to do is to get a more specific readout. I'm going to run the the program that does the, the the progressions and transits for the year. But let me just look at your chart in general. Um, we probably okay. said this before, but but you know you've got Aquarius on your seventh house of relationship, um, and that's the sign of friendship and companionship. 
And reinforcing that, the planet Uranus, which rules that, is in your house of friendship. So certainly in this lifetime, friendship and partnership or companionship go hand in hand, meaning your, your surest way to find your partner is to first find a friend or to be with your friends, that being hanging out with friends, doing things with your friends, social activities and social functions or clubs, or organizations you belong to is where you'll find a potential partner. Um, but also it might be that a potential partner may start off as a friendship again and again in this lifetime. That's just the way it could work for someone such as yourself. In terms right. of what's going on, in terms of what's going on for you right now, um, your progressed moon, that inner measure of time, is moving through the sign of cancer. So this is a deeply emotional time for you. Um, was all through 17 and all through 18 here until we get to March 2019. And so this is a time oh. when you are, this is a time when you are feeling your feelings more, and you are more emotional. And the driving thing you're feeling about or strongly feeling about is about security and home and nurturing. You want to be cared for and you want to care for another is your abiding feeling right now. Um, but it's requiring that you, with that moon in the 12th house, that you do quite a bit of soul searching and reexamining about yourself. This is a time more of I would say introspection emotionally and letting go of fear or doubts that you may have. And so you're on a journey right now, but like a clock in March of 2019, I know that sounds so far away, but it's 10, 10 months it's so away. Close. But it's so close. <laughs> that, that's, that's when your moon will come into your first house and it'll be like you come out into the light and you feel like you're blossoming, and it's also because you have zero Leo rising, the moon will be in Leo, you'll be shining, and, you'll, and that's the sign of love and romance, quite frankly. So in terms of love and, and self-respect and honor and integrity and being in a more loving time, both receiving and giving of love, that's certainly going to be a big theme for 2019 for you, no matter wow. what else your chart says. I mean, it's going to be... But I would see that this moment you're in, um, which, as I said, probably began, um, let me figure this out, um, probably began even before 2017. So all of 17, all of 18, you're going through a lot of soul searching. This is a private time, of, a, private time mm -hmm. a time of contemplation, meditation, confronting whatever is my fear, understanding that's my past. It has no power over me unless I give it such power. I need to understand what it is and make my peace with it. Um, and then having done that work within myself, I'm ready to move out and receive blessings in my life. Um, now that romantic side, relationship side, can take off even before that March 2019 date. That's because looking at the planetary transits, the planet Jupiter is what we call the planet of good fortune, good luck. It's called the greater benefic. And right now it's moving through your fourth house, which should be helping you to improve your home or dig around in your home and, again, recenter yourself some more. But starting in October, late October 2018, Jupiter goes into your fifth house. That is the house of love and self-expression and creativity. It's the house of play 
of being like a child again or enjoying children. And so in terms of you having a more romantic time and a more playful time, generally more happy time, one would argue, I can pretty much guarantee that's going to start in October. (laughs) Uh, I love it. Okay. That's, that's what it looks like to me. And you should just enjoy your creative self, enjoy your expressive self, play, you know, let that child come forth and play in imagination and creativity. We should do that all the time, but it will be yeah. irrepressible. It'll be irrepressible starting in October. Oh, I love it. So I love it. So, I, so I, Jupiter yeah, will I, be I, in I, my fifth. Your okay. fifth house of love. And it'll, it'll be there for a whole year. It'll be there from November 2000 from late October 2018 and well on into 2020 uh it's going to be in that house so oh wow you've got I love lot, it. it no it's great for being creative it's great for being playful it's great for love in general and the the bigger point here is that when that moon comes in that first house in March 2019 you will most certainly feel it's as if you've been in a cave and it's dark and you've stepped out into the light <laughs> and you go, wow, it's light wow, out here. Wow, it's beautiful light. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm wow. going for the light. No, no, it really is. I mean, th- th- obviously everything builds on everything else. The work you're doing now to heal and accept and let go, basically this is a time when you're seeing, you're seeing your life for the last 27 years, and you're tying up all the loose ends right now, weaving a story of you, seeing what you've learned and seeing what you can now take with you and let go of the pain and just keep the meaningfulness. And then you step into a new life, truly a new life in March, 2019. Wow. Beautiful. It is beautiful. (laughs) It starts in October. I love it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Starts in October, but you'll really, you'll really feel different by March, 2019. Okay. This is another short span. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not too yes, far apart. No. Yes. If you look okay. at it that way, it's very short. It's not long at all. It, it's not long at all. No, no, you're doing no. great. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank and, you, and again, Bill. You're, you're, and you again, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, you're very welcome. All right. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yep. Hello. We're back again. Are you there? Hello? Hi, sir. Yes. Hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Who's this? Hi. Um, it's Veronica. Veronica? Have you called in before, Veronica? No. First time. Listen, okay. First time. Not, been, yes, sir. Okay. That's fine. So let me get your... Are you going to ask a question about yourself? Um, it's going to be about my living, my living headquarters, my living situation. Okay. Uh, okay sure. Can I get your birth date? Yes, thank you uh, very much. Um, 11-3-77. 11-3-77. Do you know what time you're born? Uh, 3-01 in the morning. Okay, and, where, and and what city were you born in? Uh, Texas, Austin. Uh, in Austin? Okay. Austin, Texas. Okay, let's see who you are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And you you are a, you know you're a, a Scorpio, of course, and your moon is in Leo, and you've got Virgo as your rising sign, and you have a question about 
the, your living conditions, living circumstances right now? Yes, yes. And the specific question, may I please ask it? Sure, sure. Uh, I just want to know if um, where, I'm, where I'm renting uh, almost seven years now, be seven years next month, if, if the if the landlord is going to do something towards me, uh, anything, or uh, because there's a lot of problems and and he's not fixing them, he's he's contributing to it. Uh, oh, gee. Um, well, let me see. You, you do nice have right person. now. And what's that? He's not a nice person. He he he. All he cares about money. Well, yeah, people do on this this kind of culture we're in. That's what. Yeah. Um, well, again, you have Saturn right now. The teacher and tester is in your fourth house of home, which means you're in for a year, another year or more of facing challenges and tests in regard to your home. And I mean, they're real, you know, they're real. Um, and you have to look at them in terms of, okay, what's, what are my best options here? Because Saturn's opposite your own Jupiter, then at the same time, you've got Jupiter in your 10th house, which is very favorable in general for people, because it makes you a trustworthy person of very high moral qualities and standing. People will trust you throughout your life just implicitly because they know they can. But now that Saturn's opposite to your Jupiter, you're feeling a tug of war between your own need to grow and your need for security, and you're being made to feel insecure, quite literally, as you say, in your home. So unless there is some resolution that you can think of here for this uh, this this uh, challenge that the landlord or owner is laying down to you, um, you might need to find a better situation so you're not so vulnerable at this time. Um, let me just see. Let me run the numbers here. We're going to be running out of time in a minute. It's going to start warning me, and I've got to <laughs> get you uh, get an answer for you here a little bit more before it cuts me off. Um, let me see. Um, if there's anything else that I'm missing here, just looking at it this way. Um, oh, gee. Um, indeed, this is the year that the planet Uranus is going over your moon, uh, Veronica, and Uranus brings in shocks and earthquakes and upsets. It's a time of fluctuation in your home life, and your home is going to feel very unstable and very insecure. Um, and, that's, and that's going to last this whole year. So it is often a time when a person may be forced to move because circumstances aren't uh, providing you with the security and stability that you need. So, uh, again, like other people, look to your friends, look to people you know who might know of an opportunity out there, but you may be, you may be put into a situation that you've got to be adaptable and, and be ready to make some changes here, but it mostly, certainly looks like your home situation is, is rather unstable and you need to take measures to re-secure it, Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I think it'll get better in 2019 when Jupiter gets into your fourth house. So that's the good news that there will, things will stabilize and become much more secure and grounded in 2019. But you're in a vulnerable place this year. You need to get yourself out of harm's way. Okay. Yes. Okay. Great. Well, it's nice talking to you. And do call in again. And I hope you enjoyed the show. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Okay, Veronica. Bye-bye. Bye. 
Okay, listeners, well, that was fun. The show is winding down. It's going to cut me off in a few seconds here. So I just want to thank you for all listening. And I, I believe I'm going to post in the blog, post in the, blog uh, the actual transcript of the show if you want to read what I was talking about. So all the best to you all, and I'll talk to you again real soon. Bye for now.